This episode of The Other Side of Darkness is dedicated to Rare Bird Games, the group behind the upcoming indie Seinfeld horror game, Sinfeld Remastered. They've asked me to read the following message. Donathan sends his love. Check out our announcement trailer at our website, rarebirdgames.com. The following episode of The Other Side of Darkness contains strong language and physical violence, including the sound of choking. There's also a fair amount of screaming. Listener discretion is advised. The Other Side of Darkness is brought to you in part by Tweed's Cafe of North Bend, Washington, the real-world site of the Twin Peaks Double R. Stop by in person at 137 West North Bend Way for a slice of cherry pie and a damn good cup of coffee, and follow Tweed's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tweed's Cafe. The Other Side of Darkness is also brought to you by Dead of the Day on Instagram, an archive dedicated to the Grateful Dead, from the mind behind Daily Dale Cooper, who would also like to ask you to support our good friend Demon Peaks by contributing to his GoFundMe. You can find all of these links in our show notes. Welcome to The Other Side of Darkness, an episodic Seinfeld parody story that follows Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer on a dark and mysterious journey inspired by the work of David Lynch. The Other Side of Darkness is produced by Sign Peaks. I'm Jesse, also known as Sign Peaks, your host and narrator. You're about to listen to part four of The Other Side of Darkness. If you haven't listened to the first three installments yet, go back and do that first. And if you enjoy the show, do what you can to spread the word. Share a link on Facebook or write us a review on your podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe. We're not even halfway through this story, so there's much more to come, and I don't want you to miss it. Stay tuned after the show for this week's musical guest, Wisteria Lodge. Now, please enjoy Seinfeld, The Other Side of Darkness, Part 4. There are seasons of rain and seasons of drought. The dry spells, painful though they may be, spur us to draw deep from our own roots to grow. In these times, we look within to find the hidden things. Memories, dreams, truths shrouded in darkness, darkness, locked away away until they are needed most. Now comes the work of drawing forth the deep things for what growth they may bring. But hurry, the clouds have flown away and the sun will show no mercy. Sign Peaks presents Seinfeld, The Other Side of Darkness, Part 4, The Call. gonna lie to you that sound that's the beginning of the end you can already see the lights starting to go out it's only gonna get worse from here one by one things are gonna stop working if you don't address it now by the time you do something it'll be too late no make no mistake that sound is the bell of death and it tolls for thee my friend huh yeah 
They just don't make refrigerators like they used to. <laughs> See, with the late 80s Frigidaire, the motor starts to give out at the 10-year mark. Uh, your coils overheat, your gasket cracks, and then it's game over. I can swap out some of the parts and, and give you a couple extra years, but that's about all I can do. No kidding, huh? All good things come to an end, as they say. We're no different. Uh-huh. Are you afraid to die? What? I said, do you want me to try to fix the motor? <laughs> oh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, listen, I gotta run out for a bit. You gonna be okay here? Uh, sure. Just uh, sign off on this for me. Say, uh, you're a comedian, right? Yeah. I got one for you. What do you call a Kelvinator commercial fridge that's more than four years old? What? A broom closet. Hey, <laughs> 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 you want that for your act? Nope. Good evening and welcome to the Taipei Hilbert Hotel and Suites, where the possibilities are endless and we'll always have room for you. My name is Walden, and it would be my pleasure to serve you. How may I help you? Checking in. Of course. We're so glad you've chosen to stay with us. What is the name on the reservation? Elaine Bennis. Eileen Bennis. <laughs> Elaine. Of course. That is a beautiful name, if you don't mind me saying so. It almost sounds like an exotic bird. I'll just look you up in our computerized booking system. Hmm. I don't seem to have anything under that name. Well, did you check Elaine or Eileen? Well, um... E-L-A... Ah, here it is. A thousand apologies, Miss Benez. Here is your room key. Your room number is 315. That's 315. You'll be staying on the third floor. Thank you. Elevators are down the hall and to the right. Great, thanks. Of course, they are currently out of order. <laughs> An electrical issue at a most inopportune time. We do expect to have them fully operational within the next two weeks. <sighs> Wonderful. The completion of repairs should coincide with the opening of our new fitness center as well. Great news for travelers of an athletic disposition. So... Our stairs are located past the elevators around the corner to the left. Thank you, I'll just... We offer complimentary pastries and coffee in the lobby beginning at 7 a.m. Your room also comes with HBO, free of charge. Okay, well... That's the home box office. Anything else? Enjoy your stay. I'll do my damnedest.
Kramer and George sit in the usual booth at Monk's, studying the contents of the box from the video store. I don't get it. What does all this mean? And who the hell is Billy Mumphrey? Well, I think I can answer that one. What do you mean? Well, back when Elaine worked at Pendant Publishing, I helped her read a manuscript titled Billy Mumphrey's Downfall. It was a story of greed, lust, and unbridled enthusiasm. See, Billy was a simple country boy. Some might say a cockeyed optimist who got swept up in the high-stakes world of diplomacy and international intrigue. So, Billy Mumphrey's just a name from some book? A book that was never published. The manuscript was lost. Or so we thought. George, don't you see what's going on here? Whoever made that tape possesses intimate knowledge of the most private details of our lives. I mean, this thing could go all the way to the top. The top of what? You know the whole system, man. Oh my god, you're right! But why choose that name? Why Billy Mumphrey? Unless... Unless what? Unless it's all connected. The manuscript, the tape, Bob Sacramento. George, we may be at the center of a systematic conspiracy of massive proportions. And we're just the first victims. Who's next? Jerry? Elaine? Newman? So, so, so what, what do we do now? Well, one thing's for sure. We gotta find out where that tape came from. How do we do that? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You're the fake detective here. You got us this far. Well, I'm beginning to think I'm in over my head. All right, calm down. Just calm down. Let's figure this out. Now, so far, whoever's behind this has been one step ahead of us. But this box gives us the upper hand. I, I mean, they, they, they don't know that we have all this. Unless they wanted us to find it. Believe me, I've quit enough jobs to know what a walkout looks like. <laughs> this person got in, swapped out the tape, and made a break for it. I will bet you anything that they're out of ideas. And now that we got this, we're in the lead here. They might even give up. Leave us alone. Forget the whole thing. Costanza. Hey, Larry. I got someone on the phone asking for you. What? The phone here? Of course the phone here. D did they say who they were? I'm not your secretary. Go ask them yourself. Kramer, you don't think. Oh, I think. Dr. Reston, your four o'clock patient is here. Thank you, Diane. You can send him in. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. Have a seat. Can I offer you anything to drink? Uh, you got any Hannigans? I meant like water or coffee. Oh, no thanks. You're a friend of Elaine Bennis, aren't you, Jerry? Yep. How is Elaine? She's good. She's uh, working for the J. Peterman catalog. Got a good job there. That's great to hear. Yep, she's doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So what can I do for you, Jerry? I don't know. I mean, it's probably nothing. I'm a pretty stable guy overall. Now, I've got this friend, George. You really ought to see him. 
Right. I mean, delusions of grandeur, anger problems, neuroses, you know, take your pick. Compared to him, like, forget it. Of course. So, why are you here today? You know, I don't know. Like I said, it's probably nothing. I don't want to waste your time. Well, you must have made an appointment for a reason. Yeah, but honestly, I, I think I was just worrying too much. Really, I feel better already. In fact, if it's all right, I'm just gonna go. You know, you're built for the full session either way. Ah. So, what do you want to hit first? The memory loss or the terrifying hallucinations? <laughs> You screwed me again, Peterman. <laughs> Elaine, you punctilious gutabout. How goes your voyage? Well, Jacopo, so far I've been dropped in the wrong country, accosted by a stalker, and now I'm lugging a heavy suitcase up the stairs at the motel shits. So I'd say it's just splen fucking differous. Wait, what floor is this? Oh, shouldn't I be on three by now? It feels like I've been walking up these stairs for hours. Shit, this doesn't look right. What is this, a maintenance hall? Maybe there's another door around that corner, or maybe there's a murderer? Oh god, I'm not ready to die. Aren't you supposed to be at peace first? I'm not at peace. I've never been at peace. I wouldn't know peace if I had it. You know what? God's punishing me. That's what this is. I make a few mistakes, and now I'm being smited. Smitten? Is it smited or smitten? Oh! Hey! Sorry, I... What are you doing here? I I'm trying to find... This is a service corridor. It's not for guests. I I'm just looking for... You don't think I have enough to do as it is? Now I gotta babysit too? Babysit? You know, you could really get hurt down here. And then who gets in trouble for that? Me! I hate this fucking job. Back up my whole goddamn life in a box and move to Taiwan, and then what? Fifteen years down the drain. Please, if you could just... Please, if you could just... <clears throat> Second door on your left. There. You happy? Okay, thanks. And hey, if you need anything, dial nine and ask for Falco. Is that you? <laughs> Falco's been dead for years, lady. <laughs> I'm never leaving New York again. Hello? Is this George Costanza? Yes.
not screwed. You have $56,513 in a savings account, ending in 00114. That'll do. What? That'll do. As penance. Listen, if you think that you can just- Happy. Happy. Oh, God. 47, Doremus Avenue. New Jersey Turnpike, 11 o'clock tonight, come alone. So, that's pretty much everything. What do you think? Well, to be quite honest, Jerry, I'm not sure where to begin. You've got a lot going on in general. Various neuroses, obsessive-compulsive tendencies, egocentrism, certainly some stunted emotional development. But, let's start with the recent insomnia. Often, when I encounter sleep deprivation in a patient, it comes at a time of great stress or anxiety. Are you dealing with any stress in your life at the moment? Not really. I understand you were recently incarcerated. That couldn't have been easy. It wasn't bad, actually. The worst part was going to the bathroom in front of other people. Once you get past that, the beatings and gang fights weren't so bad. Did you join a gang? Nah. Well, the white power guys wanted me at first, but then they got the last name, so... I see. Jerry, if I may, I've seen your comedy a number of times over the years. I do enjoy it. Your recent appearance on Conan O'Brien, however, well, I must say, there was something missing, a certain jeu de vivre, a playfulness that you've previously effused so well. To put it plainly, you didn't seem happy to be there. Tell me, do you still find pleasure in what you do? Hmm, yeah, I mean, I think so. Does it come as naturally as it used to? I guess it's been a struggle lately. Does that worry you? Of course it worries me. You know, I've never done anything else. If my comedy goes away, I don't have a career. Do you think that's why you haven't been sleeping? Maybe. Often, the pressures of performing a beloved skill successfully can overshadow the joy and pride we once found in honing that skill to begin with. You've built your livelihood on making life funny. Perhaps it was inevitable that finding humor would come to feel more like work than play. Jerry, my recommendation to you is to take some time off. Don't try to write anything. Instead, do something you enjoy. Go see a movie. Catch up with an old friend. Relax. In time, you'll experience that spark of inspiration once again. You may even turn that very process into new material, something like... What's the deal with cognitive distortion? There. That's not bad. Sure. Yes, well, in the meantime, I've writing you a prescription for extra-strength sleeping pills. I wouldn't advise driving for as long as you can avoid it. Take a cab or call a friend if you make plans to go out. Got it. Thanks. Is there anything else I can help you with? I don't think so. Do you think you'll use the cognitive distortion joke? Absolutely not. Thanks again.
Yes, this is Cosmo. Good evening, Mr. Kramer. Ah, uh, yes. My midnight acquaintance. I must admit, I half expected to never hear from you again. Meet me outside your building at 11 o'clock tonight. Come alone. I'll pick you up in a maroon Volkswagen Golf. Maroon. Golf. And madam. Where are we headed on this evening's sojourn? You're going to meet a man they call the gardener. The gardener? Yes. He will test you. Evaluate you. If you pass his test, he'll take your case before the managers. The who? The managers. The managers. And what do they manage? Hmm. I suppose they manage the gardener. <laughs> Is he a real gardener? It's more of a nickname, I think. Ah, of course. A moniker, a sober kid. And these managers, they know where Bob is? The managers are in control. More, I cannot say. I'll see you tonight. Okay. Uh, You're not a ghost, are you? What? Nothing. What's going on? What happened to my buzzer? Uh, I think I drilled through some wires. Wires? Look, uh, I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. The plumbing in this building is a mess. Your supply line runs all the way over there by the door, and I'm trying to find your drain line here on these building plans. Are these up to date? I have no idea. Why? Well, the way this is drawn up, it makes no sense. I mean, according to this, we should be standing in the hallway right now. There shouldn't be any room for your kitchen. Hey, you'll have to ask my landlord. Yeah, I'll be back in the morning. Just don't run the ice tonight. Oh, and by the way, that Kelvinator joke kills with appliance folks. Yeah, maybe it'll kill you too. Hello? Hey, it's me. What are you calling long distance for? It's like 50 bucks. Whatever, I'll charge it to the catalog. What is it, like one in the morning over there? Four. Listen, you're not gonna believe this. Peterman mixed up Thailand and Taiwan. I'm not even in the right country. Which one has Thai food? Thailand. And which one are you in? Taiwan. How's the food there? Eh, a lot of fish. Did you not know I was in Taiwan? I knew you were over there somewhere. Anyway... What's new with you guys? Oh, you know, George is getting anonymous death threats, Kramer's impersonating law enforcement, and I'm inching towards a full mental breakdown. <laughs> Sounds about right. Jerry, am I a good person? Yeah, about the same as me. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'll call you back. Elaine presses her ear to the wall.
Hello? No sudden movements. Hi, are you the, uh... The... Arms out. Ah, the pat down. You guys are serious. Well, don't worry, I don't have any weapons. I'm a peaceful guy. Peaceful. <laughs> Very peaceful. You don't have to worry about me. Follow me. Boy. <laughs> Some warehouse you got here. Very big, very big. The rent of this has got to be astronomical, huh? Right on the water, too. You know, people can say what they want about the turnpike, but I love it. Love the turnpike. <laughs> Ooh, um, that's a long hallway. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be difficult, but can we just do this right here? <laughs> This is, I got this sciatic gun. If I walk too much, I... that's a gun. <laughs> you know what? I could use the exercise. <laughs> Where is she? Excuse me. What time do you have? 11.05. Are you sure? Yeah, that's what my watch says. Well, what if it's fast? It's not. Do you guarantee it? No, I don't guarantee it. Well, how can I trust you without a guarantee? Fine, I guarantee it. Okay, but you better be right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Get the hell out of here. Get in. Okay. Brought some road snacks. <laughs> you like bugles? Elaine continues to listen through the wall of her hotel room. What do you want? Come on, let's go. What? Go where? You're in the wrong room. Wrong? What? It's four in the morning. Look, what do you want from me? Just come on, you're down the hall. Look, there's been a mistake. Not according to your reservation. Room 303, party of four, Mary Bennis. Listen. Did, did you say... Mary? Jerry opens a prescription bottle, taking out a sleeping pill and taking it with a gulp of water. 
He then pulls a seed from the lotus plant on his kitchen counter, popping it into his mouth. this? follows the man into a dimly lit storage room. At the center of the room, a tall man with a thin black mustache stands behind a steel table. In the corner, an old woman plays a game of Chinese checkers with a little boy. George slowly approaches the table and sets down the briefcase. Hello, I'm George. George Costanza. We, uh, we talked on the phone. Brought the money. $56,513, just like you asked. Well, uh, I'll just be going. Got a long drive back, uh, back home. <laughs> but you got the money, so, you know, whatever issue that we may have had, I, I hope that this resolves it. You know, I'm big on resolutions. <laughs> Love them. Love resolutions. Conflict, New Year's, all kinds. So, uh... Stop! The old woman and child speak in unison. Count the money. You don't need to... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that it's... You... You're short. Uh, are you sure? I, I must have miscounted. I, I could go back if you could just... <laughs> You know why fuck you didn't think we'd count? That'll do, RJ. Still a weak little liar, aren't you? At least you're consistent. <laughs> Mrs. Ross? Good to see you again, son. This week's musical guest is Wisteria Lodge, a dream pop trio from the Pacific Northwest heavily inspired by the works of David Lynch. The band's EP is available on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Deezer, 
And you can follow the band on Instagram at Wisteria Lodge, uh, but replace the W with two Vs, so Vavisteria Lodge. Here with their song Rear View is Wisteria Lodge. Thank you. 
The Other Side of Darkness is voiced by Michael Scudieri as Jerry, Ethan Dragon as George, Beth Marauber as Elaine, Mike Dowd as Kramer, John Apicella reprising his role as Repairman, John Cohen as Walden and Dr. Reston, Polar Nazu as RJ, Patrick Edwards as Burly Thug, Wholesome Peaks as Old Woman, Morrison Wells as Child, Derek Ratliff as Larry, Katie Drake as Cherie Malenfant, Mitchell Hargis as Custodian, and Deborah Childs as Mrs. Ross. Additional voices by Demon Peaks, Goth Peaks, Richard Penner, and Lindsay Watson. Music by Cody McCory, Patrick Edwards, Ivor Bowitz, Matthew McAlvin, Jake Bowman, Patrick Mahan, and Robert McDonald. Sound effects downloaded from freesound.org. Sound effect sarahbuzzer.mp3 by No Feedback is licensed under Creative Commons BY 4.0. Laughter sound effect by Jay Zazvirek under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a positive rating and review on your podcasting app. You can follow Sign Peaks on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and we've also got a Facebook group you can join. Just search Sign Peaks, two words, on Facebook. And you can also visit our store at signpeaks.threadless.com for merchandise. 100% of proceeds for the month of November will be donated to the Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta. And if you'd like to support this series, you can visit patreon.com slash signpeaks to get early access to episodes and exclusive merchandise. All links mentioned can be found in this episode's show notes. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you might also enjoy watching Owen Wilson, the first podcast dedicated entirely to everyone's favorite catchphrase-loving comedic actor. Hosts Jake Menez and Michael J. Teeter make their way through Owen Wilson's entire filmography, rating each movie, counting each wow, and bringing in guests in an effort to befriend Owen Wilson himself. Find Watching Owen Wilson on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and at watercooler.com. You can also listen to Mike Dowd, the voice of Kramer on this podcast, on his own podcast, Welcome to Twin Speaks. That's Twin Speaks with an S. Here's Mike and co-host Janine with more. Hi, I'm Mike. And hello, I'm Janine. And this is Welcome to Twin Speaks. We are a bi-weekly podcast exploring the weird and wonderful world of David Lynch's master hit TV series, Twin Peaks. We will be going episode by episode really discussing the legacy of Twin Peaks that it's left for television and pop culture that maybe you've never heard before. And if you're someone like me, who's actually seeing it for the very first time, um, I welcome you to dive in with me with no spoilers as we go along and I avoid all the Google researching in what's to come with fresh eyes and fresh ears and bask in the wonderfully weird yes and if you've seen the show before you can see it through the first time through janine's eyes it'll be like it'll be like you're watching twin peaks for the first time so grab a cup of joe grab some donuts and some cherry pie and join us on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and welcome to twin speaks
The Other Side of Darkness is written, performed, and produced strictly as a work of parody. The Other Side of Darkness is not endorsed by Castle Rock Entertainment, Sony Pictures, NBC, Warner Brothers Records, Rhino Records, Lynch Frost Productions, Twin Peaks Productions, CBS, or Showtime. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Seinfeld, the Seinfeld logo, and all Seinfeld characters, story elements, and intellectual property are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. The makers of The Other Side of Darkness make no claims directly or indirectly of ownership to any elements held by these trademark and or copyright holders other than original characters, story elements, and other intellectual properties created specifically by the makers of this podcast. Musical elements referencing themes and motifs from the original theme music to Seinfeld and Twin Peaks are created expressly as works of parody and do not imply claims to ownership of said music. Now, <laughs> 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 